everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to Texas True Crime. I'm your host, Jessica. I hope all of you moms out there are having a great Mother's Day and you've been spoiled. I know I have had a fabulous day. So today we're going to do kind of a little mini episode. It won't be as long as usual. And instead of murder, we are going to do something a little different. It's a little more lighthearted in honor of Mother's Day. We are going to talk about Melissa Highsmith, who was reunited with her mother and the rest of her family after being missing for 51 years. So in 1971, Melissa Highsmith was abducted from her home in Fort Worth, Texas. She was only 22 months old. Now, Melissa's mother was a waitress and she placed an ad in the local newspaper looking for a daytime babysitter. A nicely dressed woman came to the Highsmith's home. She said that she had read the ad and that she wanted to take the job. So Melissa's mother, Alta, hired her. Well, the first day they were supposed to meet, this woman no-showed her. But she called Alta's mother, I mean, Alta, Melissa's mother at work, and said she still wanted the job. She was so sorry, but she'd had car trouble and wasn't able to make it. Melissa's mother, Alta, said she completely understood. Yes, she would still like her to take the job. So the babysitter said she would drive over to their home and pick Melissa up. She said she kept some other children at her house and had children of her own. So she would watch Melissa at her home. Now, um, Alta, Melissa's mother, agreed to that. And she went on with her day at work. A woman did show up at Melissa's home and Melissa's mother's roommate handed Melissa over to this lady because she said she was the babysitter. Well, Melissa's mother's roommate recalled that the woman was dressed a little odd. After all, it was summer in Texas and it's always real hot here usually in the hundreds by then in August. And she was wearing long white gloves, a white shirt, white pants, and a white scarf wrapped around her neck. Um, and it reminded the roommate of a nurse. She looked something about the way she was dressed made her think of a nurse. And she thought it was a little odd, but the babysitter was coming. So she handed Melissa over and that was the last time Melissa's family saw her for 51 years. Now, um, Melissa's family, of course, immediately called the police and reported that Melissa had been kidnapped, but it didn't take long for the case to go cold because they didn't have any information on this woman and they didn't know where to find her. Melissa told People Magazine that she never felt comfortable growing up and was never close to the woman that she believed was her mother. She said her childhood was not a happy one. She wasn't allowed to go outside and play. She said, I was very sheltered. And when Melissa would ask her mother, or who she thought was her mother, why she couldn't go play outside like the other kids and like her other siblings, she was told it was because she was born at home instead of at the hospital and had brain damage. 
and so her mother was worried about her playing outside unattended. Melissa believed that her name was Melanie Miyoko, and it turns out that she was raised just 10 minutes from her home and from where her family was. Melissa said that I always wondered why she even had me if she didn't want me. She said, I thought, well, my mom already had two boys and maybe she just didn't want a girl. She said they never had a connection and she just always felt like something was off about their relationship. Now, as a teenager, Melissa ran away from home and moved out completely. She didn't want to be there anymore. And her so-called mother didn't put up a fight. But Melissa's family never, ever gave up hope. And they continued to search for her. Melissa's mother, Alta, though, said that even though she always believed that her daughter was still alive, at one point she finally asked her other children to not tell her anything about the case. She said she didn't know want to know what was happening anymore. She'd had her hopes up so many times, and then they would, and she would just be disappointed. And she said she couldn't take the heartache anymore. And she was glad to know that her children and her, and Melissa's father were keeping the search up. But she said, I just couldn't, I couldn't know anymore. I couldn't take any more heartache if she wasn't found. So Melissa's four siblings, Rebecca, Victoria, Sharon, and Jeff, never gave up. And then their father, Jeffrey, also helped in the search. They created a Facebook group in the hopes that someone would recognize Melissa from the age-progressed photos that they placed on their page. So on September 9th, 2022, a tip came in from a person that said they believed they had spotted Melissa because they thought she looked like the age-progressed photos that were on the Facebook page. So this tipster contacted the National Center for Exploited Children, and they said they thought they saw Melissa on Daniel Island in South Carolina. Now, please correct me if I am wrong. In some articles I read, they called the island Daniel Island in South Carolina. In other articles I read, they called it Daniel's Island. So someone let me know because I saw it reported both ways. But the tipster said they they thought it looked like Melissa. So Melissa's father, Jeffrey, and her brother, Jeff, flew to Daniel Island and handed out over a thousand flyers and hosted vigils in the hopes that they would find the woman the tipster thought was Melissa. They didn't just wait for police. Now, they got the local police involved, and they also joined in on the search and took the information very seriously. They wanted to help find Melissa and bring her home also to the Highsmith family. So, Melissa's father, Jeffrey Highsmith, he took a 23andMe DNA test. And through one of the genealogy websites, he found a connection to one of Melissa's three children. And Jeffrey and the kids, they believe that this could be a child of their missing sister. So the siblings contacted Melissa through a private Facebook message. 
And at first, Melissa thought that it had to be some kind of scam. She just couldn't believe that any of this was real. I mean, it just, it seemed like something out of a story. But she started to think back over her childhood, how she felt no connection to the woman who raised her, how she was always treated very differently from her other siblings, and how unhappy her childhood had been. And so she thought, well, maybe there is some truth to this. So Melissa got in contact with the woman who raised her and asked her if she recognized the name Melissa Highsmith. Now, the woman denied knowing the name, but she said, there's something that I've been wanting to tell you for many, many years. The woman told Melissa that a woman approached her on the street and said that she wanted to sell Melissa to her for $500. Now, Melissa doesn't believe that story at all. She thinks that the woman that she lived with throughout her childhood is the woman who who abducted her. And she thinks that when Melissa started question, Melissa thinks that when she started questioning this woman that she just made the story up to hopefully throw Melissa off the trail. But um so Melissa immediately cut off all contact with this woman, blocked her on Facebook and and refused to communicate with her anymore. Now, everything I could find, the woman's identity has not been revealed. And Melissa did change her name from Melanie to Melissa, which is why I have been calling her Melissa throughout this whole little mini episode. Um, Melissa has, in November 2022, it was confirmed that Melissa was, in fact, the Highsmith's missing sister. And she has now been reunited with her t- entire family and feels the connection that she had always missed growing up. They made plans to spend Christmas together. And now Melissa's children and her husband have also been introduced to Melissa's true biological family. Now, Melissa always thought her birthday was in February, but it turns out that it's not. It's in November. So now they celebrate in February, they celebrate on what she believed was her her birthday. They celebrate her finding out her true birthday. Her family is now in talks with the Fort Worth police uh, to see if there is anything they can do about pressing charges against the woman who abducted her. But they're not sure anything is going to be able to happen because apparently the statute of limitations has run out, but hopefully something can be done to bring this woman to justice. She robbed Melissa of 51 years with her family, but she said at first, Melissa said at first she was so mad of all the time that she was robbed of being with her true family, but she said now she's over it because she's just grateful that she did find them And she is able now to spend the rest of her life with him. She said God works in mysterious ways and it just wasn't her time to find her family until now. So, like I said, it's a short little mini episode today, but I just wanted to share such a heartwarming story with you on Mother's Day. Thank you for listening today and I hope you enjoyed it.
uh, it's always nice to hear a little good news for a change uh, pertaining to true crime instead of all the gloom and doom we usually hear. So please tell a friend about the podcast and remember to leave a five-star review and to like and to subscribe. I'd love to hear from all of you. You can find me on Instagram at Texas True Crime Pod or email me at Texas True Crime Podcast at gmail.com. And I will see you next week. Bye.